Good morning and welcome once again to In Focus. I'm John Sims and joining us yet again, always glad to see you, Gail Helms, Executive Director of the Humane Society's Pets for People. Good morning, John. Good morning again and again, as always. Great to have you with us. It's been a while. There's been a lot of water and actually a little bit of snow under oh, the bridge Lord. since yeah. the last time yes. we talked. So time to get caught up. The Humane Society's Pets for People will go through the basics first. Tell us a little about about who you are, what you do, maybe a little bit of history going back to the 1960s. Well, as we were talking earlier, I, we opened our doors in 1968, but in 63 is when we actually were founded, and then it took us five years to um, raise the funding to allow us to construct our facility, which has been out on at 1823 County Road 386 for 52 years, which is amazing. So we um, were the only impoundment facility for city and county animal control. We also serviced the small municipalities, Troop, White House, Lindale, Hideaway Lake. So there were about six or seven municipalities in addition to Tyler and Smith County. And so we were receiving about 10,000 dogs and cats a year through our shelter and unfortunately in those days um, we were euthanizing a large number of those animals and so um, we continued that until 2010 and decided that was not what our mission should be so we uh, became a no-kill shelter and actually severed our relationships or those contracts with those different um, entities and became a selective admission no-kill shelter. And selective admission means that we're not there to warehouse unadoptable dogs for their whole life. And so what we do is we try to find the dogs and cats within reason that we can adopt. And there's a lot that come in that maybe need some extra medical care or some TLC or they're too young. And we mm -hmm. do, if we think we can give them what they need until we can find them a home, that's what we do. So we've been a no-kill since 2010. We lost a lot of funding, but by the grace of God and the support from the community, Community, we've been able to continue to provide service to the residents and the animals here in Smith County in East Texas. Since 1968, homes for more than 80,000 dogs and cats. You have been busy for the last 53 years. Yes, we have. <laughs> And, in and every one of them have a story, John, mm -hmm. those adoptions and those animals. And you can read some of them online at the Pets for People website, which we'll get to in just a few moments. Now, in 2013, you changed your name to Pets for People, F-U-R, because here we go. Love is a four-legged word. Always love to say that. Me too. <laughs> and it's the truth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we are really a ministry helping people through pets. And our mission is to pair people and the pets um, and it's not first come, first serve for us. It's best qualified. And so that's what we're there for is to um, pair those people and those animals and hopefully for forever homes. Okay. Let's talk about some of the different things you do. First of all, the community outreach program includes something called Meals for Peoples. And you partner with Meals on Wheels Ministry and started about five years ago. Tell us a little bit about that and how it works and how it's been going for you and for Meals on Wheels. Well, I had um, worked with one of the volunteers at Pets at uh, Meals on Wheels, and in our conversations, uh, we discovered that there were quite a few of their clients who had indoor pets, dogs and cats, and sometimes those people were sharing their food that they received from mm -hmm. Meals on Wheels with their 
uh, dogs and cats, and which meant that those people were not getting the nutritional value that they needed from their their meals. And so we um, are really blessed to have dog cat dog food and cat food that's delivered. We only um, feed one certain kind of dog food and cat food, so we felt like we needed to share that with the community. And so we repackage that dry dog food and cat food into smaller containers and then we deliver that to Meals on Wheels and they in turn have identified the clients that they feel like need that uh, help and so they then deliver the dog food and the cat food in six counties mm -hmm. to about 260 of their clients that they feel like warrant that help with the dog food and the cat food. So that program has been going for about five years, and mm -hmm. steady as she goes, I understand, no big increase, certainly no decrease in services, pretty mm -hmm. much been serving the, the, the same clientele, at least numbers-wise. Yes, and at least numbers-wise. And, you know, for a lot of these clients, this is the only companionship they have. Mm -hmm. And so it's very therapeutic, and it's very important that they are allowed to keep their animals at home to be a, a companion and not have to surrender them because they can't afford them. Mm -hmm. I'm John Sims. This is In Focus. We're talking to Gail Helms with Pets for People and... Petsforpeople.org is the website. You can also call 903-597-2471 if you would like more information. Uh, social media, you have Facebook and Google, so it's all right there. Yep. Shouldn't have any problems getting in touch with Pets for People. Adoption opportunities, and that is such a big part of what you do. Dogs, $175. Cats, $150. Those prices haven't changed in several years, I don't guess. No, they haven't. And, you know, that's really kind of turnkey because they... It comes with uh, the spay or neuter, all their vaccinations, including the rabies. They're microchipped. We give you a starter bag of dog food or cat food, a collar and a leash. And if we have them, we supply little blankets as well. So it really is his turnkey for uh, the dogs and the cats. And, you know, otherwise, if you try to get a dog or a cat spay or neutered, it can be very expensive. So, like I said, this is turnkey. They've been uh, tested um, Parvo for heartworms and feline leukemia. So for the most part, you're getting a very, very healthy and ho hopefully a happy dog or cat. All righty. And this is not a money maker for you. No, That's important no. to note. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, we have determined that every animal at our shelter, it costs us $15 a day. And that includes the electricity, all the utilities, the staff uh, expenses and everything so it costs us $15 a day so if, a, if an animal has been with us for quite a while it does not um, I mean it costs us money it's not it is not a money maker and I guess that's what nonprofits are for because we definitely are not making a profit on any of this mm -hmm. services offered microchipping animal surrender lost and found uh, there's about five listed on here on the information you sent me earlier uh, let's kind of go through each of those and explain how it all works okay um, you can call and make an appointment to get your animal vaccinated this is not for i mean microchip this is not uh, for people but it's the microchip the dogs and cats which is just a little bit of extra uh, insurance if your pet gets lost and it's it's found you can get it back home um, we also provide the vaccinations except the rabies because there's no vet on staff there we also provide a boarding to the public when covid is kind of uh, not raising its uh, ugly head. Um, we provide a perpetual care cemetery 
for people who maybe have lost a pet and live in an apartment or whatever, so we provide that. And um, we also provide surrenders, uh, opportunities for people who can no longer take care of their pets. But, you know, as you and I were talking, it's we're not there to house an animal for its entire life because of health issues or because it's too old. So we're selective admission, um, and we receive... Um, about 60 animals a month through our shelter and then our adoption fee is about 90 our, our adoption percentage is about 95 percent so for the most part whatever comes in goes out all righty um boarding you mentioned that that's been suspended until we get past the COVID yeah. thing hoping to as maybe uh things get safer and people are starting to travel more and maybe uh, yes. need their pets boarded, that's when you're looking at maybe bringing that back? Exactly. Okay. And um, your Healthy Paws Pet Service, I guess that just is kind of a blanket name for the different health services you provide. Uh, basic pet services only. There's no veterinarian on staff. You do work with a veterinarian out of Hideaway Lake. But um, you don't diagnose health issues. No. Serious problems need to go directly to a veterinarian. And, of course, right. uh, you can advise people on that if they have any questions. Yes, yes. But we can do nail trims. We do microchipping, mm -hmm. uh, some basic testing. Um, but it's just really to make it more affordable for pet owners to keep their pets up to date on their vaccinations. Okay. Gail Helms, Executive Director of the Humane Society's Pets for People, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims and social media. We talked a little bit earlier about how to get in touch. It's petsforpeople.org is the website. Phone number is 903-597-2471. Um, you would like people to like you on Facebook, and you also have Google. Tell us a little bit about social media since, you, since pretty much everybody got on board with that, how it's helped Pets for People and how it's maybe drawn more attention to you and, most important of all, help the animals. You know, John, it's incredible about social media. Um, we have about 22,000 people who follow us on Facebook, and we like to post those happy pictures of the animals, the happy pictures of the uh, adoptions when they are completed, uh, success stories, uh, updates. Um, and then we also have our Google uh, business page where people can actually uh, review us. And we have about a 4.1 or 4.2 uh, stars on Google. And so um, we also post pictures and some stories on Google. Um, but it's just incredible when we post new pictures of the animals that we have come into the shelter on our website and on Facebook. It's amazing how quickly we start receiving applications for those adoptions. So it's just critical. It just helps us in a, a an inexpensive way to still tell our story and uh, to keep people informed about what we're doing. Mm -hmm. I checked your website beforehand, and uh, plenty of pictures of adoptable dogs and adoptable cats. Uh, little critters are pretty hard to resist, I aren't know, they? they really and are. Of course, I guess about once a week you have something in the Tyler Morning Telegraph, maybe a, a, a pet of the week, and I'm, I'm sure all of that has really oh, helped you a lot. It's, in, it's been incredible, and we've been doing the pet of the week on the, in the newspaper for many, many years, and we're so thankful that uh, the Tyler paper does that for us.
Mm-hmm. The adoption stories, uh, I don't know how many of them. Three of them will pop up right away when right. you go to the website, and you can scroll right. across. Um, if you're listening this morning, you may want to check out those adoption stories at petsforpeople.org. Pretty heartwarming material, and it shows yeah. how much support you have around the community. Uh, let's get into some of the issues that have uh, really been affected by COVID, and everybody that we've had on this show over the past year has had COVID uh, included in the information that they needed to get out there. I mean, we all know how pervasive it is. But looking ahead, starting in late spring, early summer, you're going to have three fundraisers coming up. And right now they're all on. We're hoping that this trend will continue to go downward and that you can have them. Let's start off with the Pelche Subaru Dirty Dog Wash. That's scheduled right now. And fingers crossed for Saturday, June 12th. Tell us about that. That will be at Pelche Subaru on the Loop in Tyler. We've been doing this for a number of years. We had to cancel last year because of COVID. But um, our record has been 223 dogs that we've washed. And Pelche Subaru and Robert Pelche are kind enough to challenge us for every dog that we wash, they will donate $25. And so mm. that's a wonderful fundraiser for us. And it's also a time for people who may have stinky, dirty dogs to mm. bring their dogs in and let us get them all <laughs> spruced up and clean and smelling good and looking good. So we just encourage people to come out. We'll also be doing microchipping that day. So mm. that's just a, a fun time. And it's amazing the tiny dog that come out and then the very large dogs that come out so that is still scheduled um, all day from 10 to 5 at Pelche Subaru yeah I'll bet there will be lots of photo ops too and that's when you want to look at that Facebook page yes (laughs) okay now here's an oldie but goodie and I had lost track of time and uh, that shouldn't be any surprise I've been around for a while (laughs) I guess we both both have have. but um, pets in the park it seems like only yesterday you were still doing that, but it's coming back for the first time since 2013. And boy, what a way to celebrate what we hope will be the end or the near end of COVID by that time, which will be Saturday, September 18th at Bergfeld Park. Tell us a little bit about how Pets in the Park has worked in the past and how maybe you've upgraded it and added some bells and whistles to make it work even better this go round. Well, we felt like that it got a little stale. And so we sort of put that on hold. Now we're going to resurrect it to be bigger and better and Burkefield Park is such a beautiful place and so um, it's just a great place for people to come out and bring the family and bring their family pets and just enjoy a day at the park so we will be doing that all day uh, we're going to have entertainment that evening at the amphitheater Steve Simmons and his band will be there providing entertainment we never have done that before so we want to sort of make that day a full day and then into the evening with some uh, with a concert but we'll have vendors there we'll have contests we'll have our um, very popular weenie dog race and so we're just going to have a real fun day and it'll be uh, from about 10 o'clock until probably 10 o'clock at night we'll have our annual blessing of the animals that will be there as well so it's just a real fun time for people to enjoy the beauty of Bergfield Park the nice weather and then to bring that family member the four-legged family member out to um, maybe kind of show off and to uh, socialize with other dogs Mm -hmm. and of course the vendors and the entertainment and the contests 
and uh, did you say you were going to have microchipping at that event? Yes, we will. Okay, mm -hmm. good, good. September 18th, Bergfeld Park. It is coming back bigger and better than ever. Pets in the park as we visit with Gail Helms from Pets for People on In Focus. I'm John Sims. And um, it's too early to be thinking about Christmas, but we're going to talk about it anyway. And uh, actually, this kind of coincides with Thanksgiving. Uh, on Saturday, November 20th, back to Pelche Subaru. Pet Pictures with Santa Paws. Yes, and that's become an annual uh, fundraiser for us as well. And it's so fun to watch people who bring their pets to have their pictures taken with Santa. Um, we do that in the showroom at Pelche Subaru, and that'll be from 10 to 5 as well. Uh, the uh, digital photo and uh, a 5 by 7 will be $20, and all of that obviously goes to Pets for People. Um, it's just a real fun day. It kind of gets everybody everybody in the holiday mood and so it will uh, we had to cancel that as well last year mm -hmm. but let's keep our fingers crossed that we'll be back on the road to uh, everything going back to normal so we'll have our pet pictures with Santa Paws. All righty let's go over those again real quick fundraisers for pets for people this year Saturday June 12th the Pelche Subaru Dirty Dog Wash Pets in the Park at Bergfeld Park, Saturday, September 18th. I know everybody's marking their calendars. And Pet Pictures with Santa Paws, Saturday, November 20th at Pelche Subaru yet again. And hopefully those will all go off as scheduled. Let's all mask up, wash our hands, do the social distancing thing. And that's about all the preaching I'm going to do okay, for good. today. <laughs> How can they support you? Monetarily, of course. We'll get to that in a moment. But supplies, and um, they'll need to check your website petsforpeople.org to find out what supplies you need. Any details you want to throw in on that right at the moment? Well, we always use, uh, can use the uh, bleach and paper towels and uh, if you go to amazonsmile.com you don't have to actually make a donation to us, but with your purchase on amazonsmile.com a small percentage of that purchase, they write a check to us, and so uh, it's done once a quarter, and that really does add up so tell all your friends and your family if you are um, an Amazon shopper that you can go to Amazon smile select pets for people and then from then on all of your purchases a small percentage of that will come to pets for people so you're doing your shopping and you're also donating to pets for people all right monetary donations again no government funding and uh, it costs you $15 a day every day for every animal at your shelter so monetary donations very important important there will be a tab on your website petsforpeople.org but let's get into some of the numbers crunching here you want everybody to know that you're good stewards of funding what are some mm -hmm. of the individual aspects of that that you want to share today well we are very transparent and we have our 990 tax return that's posted on our website and 88 cents of every dollar that's donated goes to the care of the animals at pets for people um, no big administrative fees. Our fundraising fees are very nominal. So every adoption, every everything goes to Pets for People. Um, 
to keep our doors open. Um, people don't realize that as a nonprofit, and we are a humane society, but it's a business. Mm -hmm. So we have to, um, you know, be very good stewards. We want people to know that they can trust us with their contributions, and we everything is tax deductible, and we send uh, out your tax uh, information um, if if you call us and ask us to do that for you. You bet. Gail Helms, our guest this morning, executive director of Pets for People in Smith County. I'm John Sims. This is In Focus. In order to keep Pets for People up and running seven days a week, you have 11 dedicated staff. Many have been with you for more than 20 years, three acres to maintain, over 100 dogs and cats to care for. And I guess that's just another important consideration when you're uh, reminding people that you need that financial mm -hmm. and in-kind support as well. Right. Okay, now you are temporarily closed to the public as far as just dropping by. Mm -hmm. You don't want to do that. You can't do that. You will be politely turned away. But you will see pre-qualified adopters or animal surrenderers by appointment only. Any logistics people need to know about as far as setting up an appointment? Well, we encourage people to go to the website, check on the dogs and cats that we have available for adoption. If you see something, there's an application that you need to submit. It's very short. Um, we will review it, and if we think it's going to be a good fit for your family or your home situation we'll call you and make an appointment for you to come out and visit uh, and that's Tuesday through Saturday 10 to 1 and 2 to 5 um, we if you do show up uh, and you uh, feel like you want to come in and uh, maybe have a specific animal that you're wanting to um, maybe visit with, we will let you fill out that application there before you come in. We just have to be very careful um, because we have the small staff, a lot of animals to take care of. If anyone on the staff becomes ill, then that can really uh, impact our ability to take care of the animals. So we're just trying to be um, careful as possible. We do require everyone have a, wear a mask. We wear a mask as well, and we disinfect. Um, but we're just trying to um, adhere to the CDC's guidelines. And then if you want to uh, surrender an animal, we ask you to call us and then to um, text us pictures of the animals that you want to surrender. Mm. And that just really prevents people from having to come to the shelter. We can't take the animal because we are selective admission. Um, we can take a look at the animals, and if we think we can um, take those, we will call you back. So we're trying to be as responsible as possible with the safety of our staff and then also the clients and to um, just help us during this time to still conduct business but doing it in a very safe way. Okay. Uh, volunteers, not right now, maybe during the summer or as mm -hmm. you get closer to those fundraisers starting in June where you're going to need volunteers. Right. So something to yes. keep in mind if you do want to volunteer with Pets for People. Uh, moving on to some other areas, one of the things that uh, is just really uh, an unfortunately ongoing phenomenon, and you and some of the other agencies in the community have uh, done a lot to address this, but we're still dealing with abandoned animals, people mm -hmm. just leaving animals on the side of the road. I'm sure that's still a problem. Um, has COVID affected that in any way uh, or affected your adoptions in any way? Well, it's actually, in the very beginning, it, we really increased our adoptions probably by 8 to 10%. And we just wanted to make sure with those adoptions that people were not doing that and then going back to work and then realizing they didn't have time for the animals. So we do screen people pretty um, pretty 
pretty much just to make sure that they realize what a commitment it is. Um, but And we have had not a great number, but we have had animals who've been left at the shelter, um, abandoned at the shelter when we were not there. But I'm sure that it's got, it has impacted Tyler Animal Control and Smith County and the other agencies that people had lost their jobs and just were not able to, to take care of the animals because there's no such thing as a free pet. There's going to be illnesses or um, medical things that have to be taken care of, the vaccinations. And so, um, you know, it's just been a, a – and it's animals are on the low end of the totem pole as far as when people have to be making um, decisions on what they can take care of and who they can take care of. Mm-hmm. You mentioned other agencies, the city, the county, the SPCA. Each of those, along with your agency, has a different role in making life better for animals. Are those relationships working well for you? Is it helpful to you? And just to everybody concerned to have uh, several different agencies working hand-in-hand from kind of different angles to take care of the animals. And it is. It's we all play a part in this uh, animal business here in our community. And we do work very closely with um, Tyler Animal Control in Smith County um, to check their website, see if they have animals that we think we can help them with. You know, it's really amazing, too, John, that there are not enough dogs available for adoption in the northern part of our United States. Mm -hmm. And so those agencies have really worked to transport a large number of animals to uh, up north to find forever homes. And so, you know, at one time we were the only facility and we could not help everyone and now there are so many opportunities for people and for animals that it's just really encouraging and I see this to continue Um, and if we can't help somebody with their animal situation we do provide the options for them uh, and give them contact information for the other agencies so we've come a long way we still have a ways to go but we do see some real positive things that have happened. Mm-hmm. Getting down close to the end of the show, a few minutes left on In Focus. I'm John Sims, Gail Helms with Pets for People, our guest this morning. And uh, I'm really especially glad you were able to make it in today, Gail, because it's tough, really impossible at the moment for you and your colleagues to get out there and go to um, rotary club meetings and schools and churches and things mm-hmm. like that and educate people you've really just kind of have to you've really just kind of had to suspend that for the time being but hopefully uh you say you can bring that back maybe during the summer if things continue to trend upwards yes and it's amazing the people there's you know People are very transient now, and so people who've lived here all their life know about the Humane Society, the pound, whatever you want to call us in those days. But there are so many people who are new to our community who are not aware of the different options, in, including the Humane Society's Pets for People. So it's just an ongoing um, battle for us to educate people on what our role is in the community in the animal welfare business. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad to have everybody listening this morning and uh, of course the show will uh um i don't know if i mentioned earlier in focus is available online just go to ktbb.com slash in focus in focus is uploaded to our website by the day after the show airs so this show is going to be around for a while and you got the uh, pet of the week in the newspaper you can always call 903-597-2471 make sure to check that website petsforpeople.org and look at facebook and google as well 
the winter blast how did that affect you it, uh, it it's kind of slowly fading into memory but how did it affect pets for people well we were really blessed in that we did not lose electricity nor did we lose water and at any given time we've got about 70 dogs and maybe 20 cats to take care of and they have to stay cool and stay warm so we really we weathered this storm we had several employees who spent the night there to make sure everything was mm. um, staying on and the animals were staying safe and warm and so we did not have to worry we were it was we were really blessed that um, we were able to continue and take care of the animals but now we have to look at what if this happens again in the future and so we are looking at some different options for um, electricity options um, and so we've looked at the generator situation and those are very very expensive so you know as always we need those donations to help us with the day-to-day -day operations but also with some of the special projects that we have and um, if you as I tell people, if you win the lottery, remember us. Okay. <laughs> well, with uh, thankfully that uh, winter blast in our rearview mirror, we can now look ahead to summer, and uh, we won't be having you back in here again for a while. So it's not too early to give people some tips for taking care of your pets during the summer. That weather gets hot. It, it, extreme cold and extreme hot are just times of the year when you really want to pinpoint yeah. the need to take special care of your animals. Yes. And, you know, it gets so hot and it's so humid here in East Texas. And so people need to, first of all, you need to un realize that maybe not everybody um, is able to take care of animals. And in the hot weather, they need to have protection from the sun. They need to have fresh water. You need to be concerned about the flea and the tick situation. Um, the they need to be spay and neutered, not to be having babies in this overpopulation problem. But they need to be treated like a, a family member. So, you know, if at all possible, bring the animals in when it's terribly hot. We've got some of these long-haired dogs that really do suffer mm -hmm. in the summertime. And so, you know, you just need to be aware that um, they've got these coats on and they can get very hot and very overheated so you know as always if you're running errands keep your animals at home give them fresh water and make sure they've got protection from the sun you bet and one more time on the fundraisers as we wrap it up Pelche subaru dirty dog wash june 12th pets in the park september 18th pet pictures with santa paws coming up saturday november 20th keep those in mind as always, Scale Helms with the Humane Society's Pets for People. It has been a pleasure and maybe even a lifesaver to have you in this morning. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, John. It's always a pleasure. I appreciate the opportunity to come and talk about Pets for People. You bet. Gail Helms, Pets for People, our guest this morning. I'm John Sims. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you again next week on In Focus.